You're listening to the One of Us.net Podcast Network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Do you love sci-fi, horror, and fantasy films? Then grab a badge for Otherworlds Film Festival, the country's premier sci-fi film festival. There will be Q&As, panels, parties, and mixers. Rub elbows with up-and-coming and established filmmakers, as well as like-minded filmgoers. Come celebrate our seventh year, December 3rd through 6th, at the Galaxy Highland in Austin, Texas. Badges are now for sale at otherworldsfilmfest.com. That's otherworldsfilmfest.com. So I was talking to Wright about this before we started, but I really think that everything Ridley Scott has done in the last 10 years has been him being, being basically, am I going to just die? Is that it? What happens next? I need to know answers for this. Somebody tell, let's talk. Why is no one talking about this? I feel like every, like, why are you using the alien movies as an excuse to like be insecure about dying? I'm like, we get it, right? We'll all get there, Mr. Scott. But now he's got a whole season of a television show. Well, I guess another season it got since raised by wolves got renewed by HBO, which is no surprise because it has been one of their big hits of the year. H- oh, I say Ridley, I keep blaming Ridley Scott here. He's not even the creator of the show. That was Aaron Guzikowski who created, but Ridley Scott is the executive producer. He directed the first two episodes of this eight. It's eight episodes, right? Am I correct? Eight. Ep- no, no, no. I'm sorry. Ten episode. Have you watched all 10? Yes. <laughs> just, just checking. I, I would tell some people I know to maybe stop after eight, but that's, you know, that's me. I, I think that Wright and I, I know, came are coming down on this one differently. I think you liked it more than I did. I did. I really did. I, I, I'm glad that your uh, summary is uh, uh, Ridley Scott thinking about death. I personally think that really in the end, Ridley Scott just wants to fuck a robot. So uh, uh, that's just what I got from the show. Well, that's right. Also joining me on this review with, I hope, even wilder, completely different opinions is Ray. Hello. And Neil. Hello, programs. <laughs> Hello, master control program. So we are looking into this film that's not going to, the series does not have a lot of recognizable people in it. In fact, I didn't know almost anyone in this thing, with the exception of uh, Travis Fimmel, who plays one of the lead characters on the show Vikings. And that's the only reason I knew him from anything. But everybody else in here, I didn't know at all. But the show follows Amanda Collin, who is a female android, and Abu Bakar Salim as father, who is a male android. And there are different types of androids. They're 
Father is more of a helper android. Mother is a warrior android. So when she gets pissed off and ready, she turns into this flying golden creature that can explode organic life forms by screaming at them. And she's kind of scary, but not most of the time. Most of the time she's just walking around going, hey, how you doing, kids? Because that's what they're here for. They have escaped the Earth as sent out by an atheist civilization or an the remains of an atheist civilization that lost in a war on earth against the very very religious civilization and they're out to this planet to get there before this goldilocks planet if you will to get there before uh the the religious group does so they can get things started and they've brought out they basically have fetuses ready to start and they grow children and most of them don't really make it. They end up with uh, with one real survivor very early on. But that's fine, because as it turns out, when the, the other group gets there, there are children to spare for the androids, so to speak. I don't want to say too much about that level of it, so I'm not going to go into the heavy details. I will say another aspect of this, the other plot, is Niam Algar and Travis Fimmel as... Uh, as uh, Sue and Marcus, or actually they're Mary and Caleb. They're atheist soldiers who killed and took the place of these sort of commanders in the religious army in order to get on this ark, as they call it, coming to this planet to, to live and create a new civilization on this planet. And they're, as it goes along, as they discover that the, the actual people had a kid, they get very attached to this kid. They also start to get kind of a little too attached to these uh, alternate identities and start to get confused about who they really are. Add on to all that, the, the problem that it looked like maybe there was a civilization on this planet before at some point, and there's sort of monster dogs roaming around and who knows what else. Well, Everybody's in for a heck of a ride with Raised by Wolves, which goes to some incredibly wacky places. Like, if that already didn't sound wacky enough, I can't say the details about the stuff that gets insane. But yeah, this uh, this rarely an episode goes by of these 10 episodes that there isn't some sort of added new plot thing that comes out of crazy town. Yeah, I kept... It at least kept me on my toes because I did not know what was going to happen every every single episode. Sometimes, like every scene, I'm just like, I don't know if like mother is going to explode somebody or uh, she's going to like father is going to you know maybe kill someone. Like it just it's. I was saying this earlier to you, Chris, is that this is one of the weirdest shows I've seen in a long time, and. I did. I kind of loved it because of how weird it was. Uh, I, I I love it for all its faults, and I know that there's a lot of inconsistencies. There's a again some of the ideas they're bringing up very lofty for this show, even though it has the budget to do so. It just I fear that it's not going to be able to answer it with a, a nice like bow by the end, which seems actually very similar to a lot of the Ridley Scott like alien movies that he's produced or made just recently. With... Yeah, I mean, when you get to the last episode, you're going to go, okay, Ridley Scott was involved in this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what's unfortunate is that 
I, I almost fear for the show. <laughs> like, I fear like mother. I'm like, no, you got to protect this because there's a really cool idea here. There's a lot of really interesting ideas with the, the factions of atheists and this crazy uh, religious uh, sect that may or may not be evil or even right in their beliefs. It's There's a lot of cool ideas. I just don't know. Does it really, you know, stick the landing? Not really. Uh, at least by the end of the the season, but uh, I still, I, I honestly cannot wait for the the second season. I just want to see where the hell this goes. And right, I, I agree with you that I didn't necessarily know every episode where it was going. But my problem was I'm not sure I cared. Uh, you know, I I I don't know. I got to a point where I was finding it slow. I was finding it boring, and I was finding a lot of the things that. Um, you know, I don't need it to tell me everything, but those faults, those things that are not, they have no tie. They have no, and they're, you're going off way in left field. I need you to give me a little more. And then I started to have some real problems with the way the, that the female characters are written. And there's, there's a whole rant there, uh, <laughs> you know, that went on. And so it, I, I lost, I, I continued to watch it. And every once in a while, there was something interesting that happened. But for the most part, unfortunately, I lost interest. That's fair. Uh, I actually, Ray, I'm not, I feel like I'm more on your side than I am on rights on this one. I, I admired this quite a bit, and technically. And I, I, I admired its ambition and the way it was trying to do different things we've never seen before. But ultimately, found it all kind of dull. Neil, what do you think? I didn't find it dull. I'm going to be more on Wright's side, which the way this is laid out, Wright and I are on the right and you two are on the left. <laughs> so it works. Uh, but yes, I agree with both of them. And Lorraine and I were talking earlier. As the season went on, everything's a loose thread. And if they hadn't got a second season, we'd all be left with, well, what the fuck just happened? Because nothing gets tied off. Every character is almost the polar opposite of their beginnings and for the most part it's all justified it's all shown it's all legitimate i think there's the one one kid's kind of switch is a little too quick but um everything's a loose thread they keep you say did they stick the landing they're still jumping off points they're still introducing things by the end of the season that you're not sure it's a season finale because of well, we didn't have any conclusion that's my one big beef with it. everything else I really enjoyed. I loved the first episode, how slow it was, and then it goes into overdrive when the arc shows up. And then the their use of colors and how they shot it was, no, this isn't Earth. This is not going to look like Earth in any aspect. The atmosphere, the sunrise, the sunsets, nothing. Nothing's going to remind you of Earth. And we do, you talked about how uh, the atheists lost the war. Well, the way it's painted is everyone lost. Because the Mithrax were leaving too, they 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 had screwed everything. Everything was so screwed up, everyone had to leave. Well, everyone tried to leave. We see that that wasn't the case. The atheists, one atheist had this plan, and then the Mithrax had a plan that, you know, we saw their their hierarchy as the season went on, and it was only the privileged really that had any power, had any say, or even got. The option of this now they've hinted we definitely get the feel that we're going to see episodes in the next season that will flash back and show us more they kind of hinted there might have been other arcs but we don't know if they were going to the same place if they even managed to be launched they they could introduce that of 
a fully functional arc shows up and is able to do stuff. So we don't know. They jumped off every point they could and just didn't land anything. But I enjoyed it overall. I feel like these weren't characters. They were aggregates of ideas of the things that the screenwriters wanted to discuss and no one ever acts in a way anyone would ever act now for androids at least you think there'd be like oh well they're going to i mean they're less unpredictable than a human would be right like for humans you're like okay we're presented with all this new information and the emotional impact of being on this planet and for these characters who've changed identities sure i expect a little more unpredictability but for the androids are written the same way though where they're like what is happening you guys just do whatever you feel like doing at any it given it turned into android melodrama by the end going back to t2 their chips were set to to not just read but write and they had spent all these years trying to raise these children they were adapting off of that, off each other, and then we find out mother isn't really her origins completely deeper than father's. Father is father, and he goes through some changes, but mother is got a whole crazy backstory which we we don't even know everything to yet. And that's yeah, that's an onion of a backstory right there, man. Because they're like, oh, here's the big drop of what it is, and then in the last episode, you're like, whoa, it's totally not even that, dude. Are you smoking for this? You should be. The pool was deeper than you thought. I don't know. It does have that whole sort of like, yeah, this is one of these shows you got to be high to appreciate. <laughs> I I think to Neil's point is that again, going back to what I'm fearing is that. You know, if it goes on for seasons and seasons at a time, I hope it just doesn't answer or ask too many questions to where then it can't answer anything because that is a problem that it seems like with, and again, it's not really Scott's fault, but it seems like what he's been doing recently is like just asking these questions and then letting everyone else answer them and like the audience. And I, I get it from, you know, a, a filmmaker standpoint that you want to like, leave some things ambiguous and have this kind of like interesting ending or just ideas for people to contemplate. But this is where you're, you're asking questions about, you know, what is true and what isn't for the storyline. And then we have no idea. We're like, well, you're, you're changing the game every single episode. like, I have no idea what to think at this point. And it could be anything. So it, I, I, it's kind of fun to think about like all these different, you know, ideas that could arise throughout the, like the next season, like a lot of the last few scenes of the, the last episode opens up so many other questions about the show. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I thought we were going to like, again, stick the landing. But again, this is not me saying I didn't like it. I, I still kind of loved it because again, it's so goddamn weird. It can be weird, and I get that. But then you have both... You have female human character, and you have female android character. But by the end of this, both of them have turned into stereotypical, irrational woman character. And I, you ha you're saying that there's all these new things and all these new questions to be asked and all these things they could have done, you know, that... that they can do and go on with but all of a sudden we're writing these characters these female characters that are nothing but a stereotypical uh, you know 50s 
woman or something, you know, oh, I'm a little unfulfilled in my relationship and all of this. So instead of going out and helping my family or finding food or destroying things I should destroy, whatever, protecting them, I'm going to go off and I'm going to lay on the couch and I'm going to drink my wine and I'm going to read my Harlequin romance and I'm going to disappear into you know, this fantasy world for an entire day and then come back and wonder why everybody is mad at me because they haven't seen me all day. They haven't heard from me. They don't know what's going on. And of course, I understand that we are in a place where you are trying to repopulate the human race. So of course, yes, we have to go back to the women are the ones that need to have the children because that's what we need to do. But outside of that, they jump into also that women are completely unfulfilled unless they have children, that women regret for the rest of their lives that they don't get to have a child, that, and I, I just really, I had a, I started to bristle. I had a problem with that when they had a, a place to write some women characters, especially with the android that maybe brought in, you know, human side, android side, even if you're going to bring them both in to make something completely different. And by the end, like I said a little earlier, we had nothing but android melodrama. Yeah, very. I think those are all excellent points. I, I saw some of those and others you clarified for me, for me even more so. I, there's something about this whole thing that feels kind of like old-fashioned science fiction thinking as opposed to modern and I don't know if that's due to Ridley Scott's advanced age. I mean, J.J. Abrams is certainly not super old, but Abrams tends to bring, if anything, to a project, like Wright was saying, oh, you got to find a way to make it longer so we can keep going, keep making more episodes out of it. Like, I don't know. And this is an awful lot of stuff happening, stuffed into one episode, But and maybe that's why, to me, it felt like everyone was acting ridiculously and in ways that just were not convincing because they didn't have time for us to see why they would get why they would jump from this one thing to another. I mean, even the kids mm -hmm. are like one second, like, ah, we hate you androids. And the next they're like, no, protect the androids. And I never bought that for a second. I, I just, yeah, the, the kids were pretty, I would say over the, for the most part, kind of poorly written. And even with, um, the Vikings guy, I forget his name already. Uh, <laughs> he, his arc is a little, a little much. And, uh, I didn't really believe it. And I think to, to Ray's point as well, um, I did not like how they treated uh, uh, Mary's character, uh, the I guess the, the Vikings guy, uh, his wife in the show. I didn't like how, like, definitely the last couple episodes, it's like, oh, what? Like, it it seemed like a, it, kind of, it definitely was a disservice to that character. And uh, it did... It just did not treat her well. And like it, again, they they almost caught the ball when they were like running for a touchdown, but just like it didn't catch it all the way through. And there's some stuff that may be more interesting afterwards, but like with future episodes. But as it was, like the whole story of this guy hearing voices and starting to go crazy and starting to uh, use religion for his own benefit. I'm like, first off, what are you trying to say? Because I don't get it. I have no idea what you're trying to say. Are you trying to say that science is just as bad as religion? Because hard disagree. Uh, are you, uh, where did the voice come from? Well, that's something that'll be answered later. Well, great. But that's like six episodes of me going, well, this is just a plot device. And I, it's making this character act a certain way differently than he would have otherwise. 
and there's no explanation for it whatsoever and i find that kind of annoying and well other characters heard voices too marcus wasn't the only one paul did campion did otho claims he did buckethead um but we don't we don't that was never confirmed that also seemed like a cover story um what i kind of took away from the show was more of the message which they do paint the mithrax the religious sect very poorly most of the time as in you can't trust them whatever but the vibe i took was each one can't survive on their own and they're not saying you need blind faith or zero faith that it's a marriage of the two that if left up to their devices the atheist plan was going to fail left up its devices the mithrak plan was going to fail it was just going to take longer to do because we saw there was corruption throughout it you know they 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 end up stranded on this planet and their version of the pope their highest ranking cleric they're going through the desert he demands to be carried on his his chair four soldiers instead of carrying supplies are carrying him they would have lasted longer well at this point the atheists had been on the planet you know their plan was 14 years and counting the mithrax wouldn't have lasted that long so i saw it more of we're not saying which one's right or wrong they both are right or wrong and it's more of they have to work together if they're going to get through this no, no, no. I think that's, I agree with you. I think to some degree that's, I just meant what were they saying specifically with this character changing from the atheist to the a religious wacko because of this voice that may or may not be imagined. Uh, I wasn't, it goes on for so long and it literally is just a plot device to get this guy to do what they need him to do. But I get, I agree with you with everything you're saying, what they're trying to do. I just also find when things try to say that to be like, so your message is, can't we all just get along or we're going to die? Okay. I, I, I don't agree that you, that, that, that hardcore fundamentalist religion and science are ever going to have a meeting point that will do anything but kill everyone. So the, maybe that's just part of my problem is my point of view that I'm like, yeah, that would never work. And I don't know why anyone would try and argue that it would. But I, but this also is obviously surmising a more magical universe as well. I mean, I think from the get-go, what we're getting here is something making an argument that maybe it's not soul or God, as it were, but there is something bigger than everyone here that is manipulating events. Okay, sure. Yeah, maybe that'll turn into something more, even more interesting and crazier. And you know, the way this show has been going, I wouldn't be surprised if they've got not... I'd be surprised if they didn't have some super wacky other plot twists to throw in in the second season. And I'm definitely going to watch a second season. But let's wrap this up with our final thoughts. We're going to let Ray lead this one off. Shotgun ready. Ray, go. You said you're going to watch another season. I don't know whether I will or not. Uh, I may do that thing where I let Neil watch it and I let him tell me what happens <laughs> and I spend my hour doing something else. Uh, like Westworld season three. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's just too scattershot for me. There's, there's, it's slow and it's scattershot, but even when you get these big events, then again, it doesn't come to any fruition. And like Neil said, if this hadn't got a second season or whatever else, we'd all been left completely just hanging out there going, why did I spend 10 episodes doing this? You know, uh, and I don't think that 10 episodes and not giving me at least something to make me want to watch another season was a, a good idea on their part. Now, other people probably are going to disagree with me and they're going to watch, but I, I had some problems with that. I had, of course, I discussed, I had some problems with the way that the female characters were written and, I, 
but I didn't have any any problems with the way it was shot or with with some of the world building and with the colors they use some of those things I think it's very well shot and I think it's well directed I, I think some of the others stuff is really lacking so at the end of the day I'm not even sure I can fall 50 50 on this I think I have to go to 4.5 out of 10 crashed spaceships uh neil um i would definitely i would definitely recommend this i don't think it's it's too heady like if you recommend legion you gotta brace people for it's gonna mess with your head a lot but this world building technically world destroying because earth but it's it's gonna leave you unsatisfied but i think it's it's worth the trip I don't, I don't know how much Ridley Scott, I kind of came into this because of his name, but also I think HBO has a good track record with shows about robots. So we knew there were, there were androids in it from the start. Um, so I'll definitely watch season two. I may summarize for her or I'll just leave her in the dark. I don't know. I don't know if I'll uh, <laughs> keep her, <laughs> keep her in the loop or not, but I'm going to give it a little bit more. I'm going to go. Uh, because how it didn't ever stick the landing to steal Wright's line, I can't just give it an overwhelming score. But I'm going to lean on the seven and a half latex unitard self-repairing uniforms. Right. I see its flaws, and I I'm still really intrigued by the the world that they've built and these characters. I hope for the best for a few of them that they write them better in the, the season or seasons to come. And I, 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 um, I'm just really, I really like this idea of, uh, of what at surface level, it seems like it's trying to paint is that that's, uh, you know, who's right and who's wrong. And I, I, in a way, I kind of hope that it's like you're saying earlier, Neil, is that it's kind of a bit of both of like they're right and wrong and they're right and wrong. And something else comes out of this. Like you were saying, Chris as well, that there might be something else that's going on rather than just like God or Saul or whatever they want to uh, call it. And, um, that they all do find peace in a way. And, uh, anyway, I can talk about that for a little while, but I, uh, I still love the way that it was shot. I love the, everyone in it for the most part, like even the child actors, I thought were actually pretty good, uh, for the most part. Um, a couple of them kind of like, mm. um, but uh, I love Amanda Collins as uh, as mother. Um, I thought she was great. I know she's a Dutch actress actually, and uh, I was kind of surprised. I was like, God, she's pulling this off so well. Um, and I I'm looking forward to seeing where this would go, even for how weird it can go. Um, probably not like a seven and a half, but I think in the end, it's it's a good like seven out of ten. Um, radioactive potatoes that Matt Damon definitely should not eat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always going to give points to something that's trying, showing us something we haven't seen before. And I would argue that in, in most ways, this is definitely showing us something that is unfamiliar. There's a certain amount of glee that comes with that and have come with any number of, especially television shows, when the first season of them were like, wow, this feels new. But I'm looking at all the pieces here and I'm like, I don't feel like... I don't like what you're building with all these new things. I think it doesn't really make a lot of sense, and I don't think it's terribly well written. Maybe future seasons will end up making me feel differently, but as it is, this 
doesn't feel like the smartest sci-fi in the world so much as let's throw a bunch of like like cool ideas at things and not have any idea what to do with them. It's certainly visually impressive. There's a lot of cool visual ideas, but there's also a lot of visual ideas here that you're just going to go, man, Ridley Scott, are you going to ever keep dipping from the same fucking well? I mean, you'll see ideas that you recognize here for sure, especially as we get towards the end of this. I don't know. I just didn't find what it had to say that that interesting. What it had to show was, though, and I definitely liked the performances of the leads here. The the lead you were saying, the Amanda Collin, who plays mother, she is somebody you are definitely going to be seeing in other stuff. I mean, I guarantee you, there are people banging down on her door right now, offering her parts and other things because she is impressive here. It is indeed an impressive performance. Nobody is bad per se, but she definitely is the star of the show and as the most amount of screen time and totally outshines everyone else on it. So I think this is just okay. It's interesting enough and it's difference from everything else that I want to see what they do in a second season, but I could also see if things don't get much better of it, me just dropping out. Cause I don't care. Uh, I need a reason to care. And this never gives me any sort of emotional connection of any kind. I'm going to give this, Five and a half out of 10, 50 gallon drums of white goo they're keeping in the effects set shed just nearby because they need them for like every episode. <laughs> Again, that's why I'm thinking like really Scott has a thing for robots. I'm thinking he's going to just tie this right into the Alien series. I really am. There's too many things that are similar for me to go. You're going to try and make this part of the Alien universe, aren't you? That will feel like a big letdown. For me. Yeah, yeah. They just interviewed him about that, and he was like, "Is this in the same world?" He's like, "Oh, that's interesting." No, they're not. Mm-hmm. But maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. 